Welcome to the 301 Podcast, the interview podcast for the hottest up-and-coming entrepreneurs, artists, and creators. Real, authentic, and inspiring. And here is your host, Marcus Engel. Let's get it started in 301. Welcome back, everyone, and welcome to the third season of the 301 Podcast. I'm beyond excited that we are here, that we are already in the third season. I'm beyond excited to be at the microphones again. I'm beyond excited to have super exciting guests for this upcoming season. But I'm even more excited that today we have really, really big news to share because the 301 podcast is entering the Web3 space with 301 NFTs. Every episode, we will mint 30 plus one NFTs and all the proceeds will go to the charity of the choosing of our guest. And this week, we talked to Jim Klanstorp. He's the founder of Manly, FG Media and many other companies that you will also hear about in a bit. And he decided to give all the proceeds to Movember. Movember is a charity that raises awareness for men's mental health. And all the proceeds of the 30 sold NFTs will go to Movember. If you have 10 euros to spare and you want to do something good, head over to uncut.fm. The link is in the episode description and claim your Jim Klanstorp episode NFT. Today we have a young gentleman on our microphone who determines what millions and thousands of young entrepreneurs, primarily men, read every month. Jim Glansdorf, the founder of Fullscreen Media, mainly and FG Future Media. Um, it's a lot of founders, it's a lot <laughs> of uh, different companies and I, I hope that we will all unravel a little bit the mystery how you founded all this. But the funny thing is actually that um, a couple of months ago, uh, you were sitting in the first row of a podcast workshop that I yes. that I gave and see how fast the tables can turn. Yeah. Now you're here as a guest. So yeah. that's uh, that's uh, that's my tactic. <laughs> Thank you for uh, inviting me. Yeah, you're welcome. Before we get into it, maybe you can give like a quick introduction about yourself, uh, who you are, what you do, and uh, yeah, excite our listeners a little bit. I'm Jim Glansorp. I'm from Amsterdam. I'm a media enthusiastic. I have my own business. I started quite young, my own business. Um, and I think, I think an important thing is like when I was very young, I was like three or four, my parents took me to, to Asia. So all the kids went to school and they took me <laughs> abroad to, to Asia. And I think that's when some things in my character started. Mm. Um, like work for myself, uh, travel, um, but also things like um, storytelling that, that was all grown uh, in, in this, those first years. And I always loved media. So when I was young, like I took like two or three uh, magazines when, when we go to summer vacations, I took some magazines with me and read it all over again, all over again, mm. all over again. And I just loved uh, all the aspects of it. So I think, yeah, that's that's when it all started. Super cool. Yeah. And uh, I think it explains a little bit uh, for the listeners, like uh, not to, to tell too much in the beginning, mm. but I think it explains a little bit also like why you are like a little bit like impatient uh, and always keep going mm. and start new things. So I think uh, it already started very early in, in your childhood. But um, what I find really crazy, I told, told you already that uh, there's a, it's a lot of ownership for one single person. Like, do you do we ever sleep or do you just work? Uh, I sleep as well, yes. Um, but I got some phases that I got like super, super focused mm. um, for a couple of months. And at the same time, after those months, I'm like, okay, now I got to relax a little bit. 
So it's it's like a balance, but I'm still looking for the balance as well. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. And uh, how do you switch off from work? Like, what are you doing for for fun? Um, I love to play football, go to the gym. Uh, I love to go out, and of course, uh, traveling. Traveling mm. is like my number one hobby, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, for two years, it was a very <laughs> poor hobby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hundred yeah. percent. If you look from the outside perspective of entrepreneurs, of entrepreneurship, um, I think there's a lot of times also this kind of very wrong stigma that like it's kind of like this glorified idea yeah. that everything is like super, yeah, f super nice and super fun. And when you're actually in there, then you figure out that Ooh, it's uh, actually quite intense and <laughs> you don't get so much sleep. You maybe don't see your friends that often anymore. Um Was it always for, for you like clear? Um, maybe also when you were in Asia as a small child, like, oh, I, I, one day I want to become like an entrepreneur? No, not at all. No, I wanted freedom. That was for me the most important thing, even more than being an entrepreneur. I've never thought about it. Um, but when I was like, I think 22, uh, I was going to school. I had my job working in a, in a clothing uh, shop here in Amsterdam. And one of my friends, he started an online business. So he was like the, the only one in our friend group who was always on the, on the laptop when, when he even took it to parties, to house parties. And he was in the, in the back on the laptop, go back to the, <laughs> to the party room and then checked his laptop. And I was like, what is he doing? What? But he inspired me a lot. And so a lot of people around him were like, yeah, why is he, why is he not working a nine to five? Why is he not mm. studying? And I was uh, kind of inspired by him so i asked him what what do you do and he was like yeah I, i'm building social media channels in america and he showed me everything i was like this is insane this man is reaching like millions of people out of his laptop in amsterdam like how do you do it mm. and then i just asked him like can i do this in holland with you with with your knowledge and uh, let's see how it goes so yeah that's that's when it started so it was not about entrepreneurship was more about i think more the freedom side and just seeing him doing something totally different than my other friends mm. that's super good was that in 2015 around 2015 around, okay. i think yeah, yeah yeah maybe 2014 yeah. yeah and i think even before that uh you which is quite interesting that you say like kind of this entrepreneurial journey but also like this freedom started there yeah. but i think it started much earlier because uh, in well probably it was in 2012 or something you stopped with school and you uh, had a your first startup venture which was called festival wallet what was uh, that about um that was an idea to change um the payment system for festivals so we wanted to change it and Without uh, the coins you use on a festi festival, you use a QR code. Um, but we were like so young and no experience at all. And I was teaming up with two other uh, partners. And I think we were all like, I don't know what age, but we were pretty young. So yeah, we started it, make a business plan, go to clients, try to sell it. But then we realized like we are, we have no experience in this field. So whatever. So um I think we we quit about eight months later or something. Mm. But it was like good to have like this this failure as well. And and how did that feel for you? Like the that kind of first uh, maybe a failure? Like did you see it as like a failure or was it more like kind of oh this was a fun learning experience or did you really kind of also feel a little bit devastated that didn't work out? Uh, I felt quite bad about it because I was 
talking to everybody about it. Like, okay, this is going to be the next thing. And then in the end, nothing, it, it doesn't work out. But at the same time, I think it learned, I learned a lot from it. Yeah. So you have to be in the field you're good at. And this is something I was totally not good at. So I was like, okay, I like to, to do business, but you have to stick with, with the things you, mm. you really like and the things you, you're really good at to do. Yeah. And it's also interesting because I think, um, did that inspire you then to continue school? Because I think you stopped school, uh, went yeah, to the startup yeah, yeah, life yeah, yeah. and then you went back to school. You had your internship. Was this then like a kind of a little bit of wake up call or I need to maybe still uh, study a little bit, like get some more knowledge? Um, it was more in a phase, like I didn't know what to do. So I started maybe two or three small businesses and I still had the social media thing. I, I started with my friend. Um, but it was more like a phase, like I want to do entrepreneurship, but I'm not sure where to go. Uh, and I, I kind of wanted to go back to school because I loved to go there as well. Mm. It was like a creative business school. So it doesn't really felt like school. Um, you can do like all these different kind of facets about media. Um, so yeah, it was more this phase, like, I'm not sure where life will go. Uh, let's just go back to school and finish this. Yeah. Mm. And then in, it was then like, I think uh, around 2015. So you finished school, you had your internship, um, you, you were working also as, um, yeah, in different jobs before. Um, but when you started then like your first, um, like I think freelance job, like you worked then as a content manager, but at the same time, you also started FG, um, uh, future media. Yeah. Like, was that then like your real first touch point in like a, let's say a real job for the first time that you really were like, oh, this content uh, thing, this is really my, my thing, my future. I think I had it when I started it with my friend, like before, like when he showed me like, okay, the social media channels, is a big thing. Uh, and that was about, I don't know which year it was, but it was like the upcoming of Facebook. And then we tried it together to do it in, in Holland. And I think that was the, the first moment I was like, okay. This is the area I want to do something in. I'm not sure what, but this media content making yeah, really triggered me. Mm. Yeah. And after that, maybe failure, that experience, like when was the first time that you were really kind of proud at yourself, like in this stage, like, was there really like something that you really found yourself like, oh, wow, this is like fantastic what we did or like, look how fast we grew or anything. Um, also, I think. In that year, when I started, like the, the first three, four months, we built some social media channels in, in, uh, in Holland and it went quite big in, in maybe two or three months. So that was like my first moment, like, wow, okay, this is special. This is something we, we can, we can build something here out of nothing. I think that was the first moment at the same time, we were quite young. So we made a lot of mistakes, mm. uh, especially in scaling. Uh, doing everything yourself. So the, the success came a bit too early at that stage, mm -hmm. but there was also a moment of being, being proud. Like, okay, this is the first time I'm building something out of, out of nothing. So yeah. And how many followers do we talk about then? Like uh, at that time, yeah, maybe 1.2 million in, in, uh, in Holland. That's crazy. Yeah. It was really crazy. Yeah. yeah because I think this is, um, I think also the special thing about the story 
that uh, like if we talk now about like everything that you've built because like 1.2 million like the, that's insane like yeah. the, that's when when other people um well like if you look at now if you have a um, i don't know instagram account with 1.2 million yeah, followers yeah, yeah. yeah you're done yeah <laughs> you know Literally. so it, yeah it, it, this is your mm -hmm. it's gonna be your i mean hopefully you stay young and healthy and everything yeah, yeah but that's probably like if you do it smart then this is like your full-time job and you already ha probably have like two or three people working for you yeah it's like uh, it's like mini companies like yeah. in this creator economy i think that's so insane also to see that uh, yeah you don't uh, like people can just make their whole life out of an instagram account or tiktok account or something. literally that's, that's really insane yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, i'm still trying to grasp a little bit like wh where does this kind of like passion come from like um like you fail you start like you you tell it very easily which i really like mm. you know so you say like yeah then we uh, started here two three businesses and here and then yeah we grew uh 1.2 million yeah. like w where does this drive come is this like something that you really like just have in you or is it is it like really something you do with your friends together and this kind of like chemistry pushes like this further or? yeah it started with that for sure um and our beginning to be honest was quite it went too easy It, it sounds really crazy, but we, we were just in the right timing of building Facebook pages. It was the beginning of this era. Mm. Uh, so it went quite easy. And afterwards, it was more, I was always looking for, um, for a next step. Mm. Because I always felt like, okay, this, this is nice, but what's next? I was never fulfilled mm. or something. What's, what's kind of sad at the same, same time <laughs> sometimes, but yeah. it's always like, okay, what's the... What's the next thing? What's the next thing to do? Mm. Um, so I think also I like to always keep keep moving. Um, so don't don't stand still. Just look for the for the next thing to do. And yeah, I think that's that's the most part of it. Yeah, mm. because I think like were you able to enjoy it at, at the time that you kind of looked at it like a already at the success story because i have the feeling for example today when i met you that you said oh i had like real nice day real nice meeting i think you're very proud of what you have right now and you're very happy yeah but like uh, at this time it like were you also like happy already what you have or was no, it like no, still no, no, this no. kind of like endless hunger and like, yeah, yeah yeah and also what i'm doing now um makes me really happy because i can um share my cre creativity uh, we're making great content I'm super happy with what we were doing right now, but when I started, it all went so fast and I was not so proud with the work we did. So we did like, we reached a lot of people, but not with like the, uh, the content I wanted to. Mm. So that's, I think also a good lesson. Like you can have like all these, uh, followers or, or this reach, but if you don't do what you like, it doesn't make sense to have all these followers. Mm. Yeah. So at that time I was, no, I was not really so happy with it. No, yeah. it sounds kind of crazy because at the same time I was, I was proud, but I had this feeling like there's must be something else. Yeah. Mm. And then the, the something else, I think you, you found in, into the year 2020 when you uh, found it together with uh, two friends, uh, yeah. Manly. Yeah. Um, Can you tell me like how did this idea come about? So Manly was founded before by this other, uh, my partner, uh, Rick, and it's a lifestyle magazine for men. And I was just having a, a beer with him one day and he was looking for writers and I always love to write. So I was like, okay, can I, can I write some articles for you? 
And he was like, yes, uh, let's go. Because Manly at that time was uh, we had quite a lot of followers, but there was not a lot of uh, unique content. There was nothing crazy happening over there. It was like, okay, let's change that. And I started writing for him. So in the beginning, I was not even a partner. Um, but after like six months, uh, we created a lot of content. Mainly the, the, the brand was getting bigger, working with some nice uh, companies as well. And then uh, Rick asked me, do you want to be a partner? Mm. And I was like, yes, let's, uh, <laughs> let's do this. Yeah. 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 Let's make this a, uh, yeah, a nice platform with, with quality content. Yeah. And I find it insane that, uh, I, of course it was founded earlier, but like, I think when you stepped in was around 2020, probably I find it insane that within two years, like you grew this platform, like so enormously, like that, uh, you have millions of visitors, thousands of, uh, thousands and hundred thousands of followers in different channels. How do you know what is like the right kind of like zeitgeist yeah. in, in, in that sense of like, this is exactly what the people want, you know, is it like, is it just like a, a gut feeling that you guys have that you, that you say like, okay, this is, I think this is it. Or, or is that also like based on research, what you, what you, what you put out? It's a bit of both because we got a lot of st statistics, of course. So we, we know what people want to read. Um, but at the same time. It's true. It's like a, a gut feeling as well. So that's why sometimes it's hard to um, put your own task to other people because yeah, I'm I'm 24/7 on social media <laughs> for seven years now yeah. uh, in in this business. So after a while, you just know like what's going to work, which title is going to work, which image is going to work, mm. which topic is going to work. Um, so it's a bit of both. So we look at the data, but we also yeah, we trust our, our gut feeling as well. And we like to try some new stuff as well, because like, um, especially for Manly, like the man is like a man can love football, but also meditation. And so we gotta, yeah, we gotta play with it as this thing a little bit and change mm. some topics and okay, let's see, uh, how they respond on this topic or that topic. How many hours of screen time do you have? Oh, too much. <laughs> way too much. Way too much. Yeah, that's one of my uh, goals to uh, reduce this thing. Yeah. So maybe the unplug uh, can help. Exactly. Me. Unsponsored content. Yeah, yeah, unplug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I heard the last episode. I was Shout like, out. Okay. Uh, this, is, this is interesting. This is something I should uh, use because mm -hmm. the balance between social or, or screen time and real life it's getting a bit, uh, a bit crazy sometimes. Yeah, I can imagine. And like, um, when you stepped in, you said, of course, it was already like a platform, but of course you've seen the platform like evolve, like what were the early signs for you that you really felt like, wow, this is something that, um, gets a big audience. We get like a, a bigger reach. Like, was there anything that you saw early that is like, oh, wow, like that's it. Like, that's exactly what we need to do. Um, I think especially just more content. So in the beginning we had like one article a day and that's quite nice, but we were just focusing on, okay, what's going to be viral. But if you post like three, four, five, six articles a day about different topics, you reach like different audiences, uh, and they stay on the site to watch more things. So I think more content and also consistency as well, because if you post every day about a certain topic after a while, they just know you like, okay, I have to go there to, to read about this topic. 
Mm. So it was not like one thing I saw like, okay, this, this is going to work or not, but I think more the consistency part. Do you see like the kind of interest of men evolve over time? Because I think, um, uh, yeah, like uh, recently UFC, uh, mm. Paddy the Baddy, when he was talking about uh, mental health yeah. uh, of uh, also men uh, carrying a lot of weight on their shoulders. Uh, everyone does so i think it's like a hundred percent everybody neutral. does yeah um but i think that especially men don't, don't really talk about this this topic and also i think there's many other topics that i think um, evolved over the time that yeah. kind of like this traditional role of maybe like the stereotype the stereotype of men, of men like yeah. uh, women cars and whiskey uh, did that uh, change a little bit or do you still see like that mm, this is still content that, that works quite well it's a content that works the best still so like the the whiskey the cars the women but also i think if you have a big uh, audience it's kind of your responsibility as well to write about other topics that are maybe not as they are in my opinion more urgent um so yeah we during corona we were writing about uh, depression uh or meditation or things like that and people read those articles yeah but still less, yeah. still less, but I think it's, it's changing. Yeah. It yeah, is changing. And, and, and I think that also like maybe because like it's, you have the feeling that maybe like it's not so accepted also like as a man yeah. to read about this or like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah I'm, I'm like, I'm not a sissy or something like I, I, I don't need help or something mm -hmm. like this. So I, I find it really, really nice that you guys do this. And I think that's, yeah, I think a very important topic for the future also yeah. to to consider for, for, for many people what you told about uh patty the baddie is something that touched me a lot yeah like, it's so nice to see someone everybody's looking at him like okay this is one badass ufc fighter and then he talked about mental health like, yeah this is uh this is a good thing i think we, we need to talk about it way more and also on social media also on platforms yeah change the stereotype a bit yeah. and stay yourself at the same time but it's hard sometimes yeah i think that's also difficult probably for you as a platform right like to yes. say like well we want to grow and it's basically like a, a business it's our business and you don't want to diverge maybe also like too much from like the the core business but you still want to like kind of get attention for those topics as well you know so yeah, I yeah, think yeah. That's, you that's have also to have like a little bit of a balance and not only look at the commercial side so if we only look at the commercial side okay right only about cigars whiskey and and women yeah but we want to be a platform for like all men mm. and all different facets so then you need to uh, write about other topics as well no yeah. and um i find it really cool because i think it's not only manly but i think you also um put it like on a way bigger foundation uh with uh, full screen uh, media yeah uh, which come with like many different uh, channels, like a uh, traveling channel, uh, um, Bandly, but also like other channels as well, like that we have a little bit more, uh, more spread uh, mm -hmm. co company. Like in the end, it's like a big media house uh, that you built right now. Yeah, that's the plan. And I find it such a crazy plan actually, because if you uh, consider that the traditional media, they're like in the business in such a long time, um, I find it really crazy that you just say like, okay, uh, we are, we are just some friends who, who have fun and want to build this, but is it also like this? Is it also like that? It's kind of like, there are just some friends that have fun and, uh, yeah, let's build this channel. Let's do this. Let's do this. Or is it like really like a strategic plan behind it that you say, like, we need to exactly have those topics. We need to own them. 
uh, um, to become the best of the best. Yeah, it's a bit of both. Yeah. It's like, okay, we can just start a new website tomorrow. And that's a fun part. Like somebody got a, a plan and like, okay, let's do it. Uh, because now we, we launched the, the travel uh, website, Reisleven. And that was mostly like my plan because I always dreamed about, okay, I want to have a, a blog about traveling so I can travel in the end yeah. <laughs> and write about it, but also have a podcast. And, but it's also strategic because we have this reach, we can use it. And we have nothing to lose, I think. Mm. And now we'll also launch the women, uh, Womenly. So it's more like the, the sister of, of Manly. So that's the new platform. So it's, yeah, it's, I think it's more strategic than only fun and uh, let's go and let's, uh, let's see where it, where, where it goes. Mm. I want to talk about Womenly in, in a bit. So we have to park this topic mm. uh, for a second. Um, but before that, I want to also ask you about like how and how or like to what extent did like your previous uh, founder experience now like play into this uh, role that you're currently doing like do you really feel that like all those startups all those long hours all those failures that you overcame mm -hmm. like finally like i kind of like bring the fruits that uh, from the past basically yeah this is the first time i feel like it's clicking like it's really working like i found two partners who are totally different than I am. And that's, uh, I think, a super important thing. So I can be creative. They are more structured. That one is more about finance. And in the, in the other uh, companies, it's like I'm working with people who are just like me. Mm -hmm. So then we're always uh, having the same problems, like we are creative, but then how do we execute? Um, so this is like the first time it really clicks. And I think it's because of the failure in the end yeah mm. the failure brought me together with them i think yeah but i think that's a common problem of startups right there's yes a, especially if you have founders co-founders that a lot of times you put yourself together with the people that are like you yeah <laughs> not, not, because it's easier it's way easier yeah it's like yeah. Oh, let's do this yeah let's do this yeah, but yeah, there's yeah. no not the person in the room said like oh but guys like yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> what exactly. about did you think about that yeah, or is yeah. that yeah and i think this is a lot of times i see that when i don't know you go to co-working spaces adam and co vwork spaces whatever yeah and then you meet founders and then you think wow they are exactly the same it can work quite it well it can work yeah 100%. but i think a lot of times i think it's better if you have like a like kind of like the, most of the, the opposite you know that you yeah. that you say like how can those guys be <laughs> be like in one how is it possible like how can they work as a, as yeah. a company right in this case it's exactly that i think if you see us like okay you're totally different still having fun but totally different and i think that's that's why it works yeah I find it, um, or like, do you think that, for example, um, like the, the, the founding experience, like you were like three guys, you know, a little bit, okay, what, what do, um, men want? What do also men, uh, want to read, want to see? And now you found like a, a new platform, which is called Womenly. <laughs> yeah. Is that, um, like, did you feel kind of like, oh, it's now just like the time to also do this because if we do men, we should also do women? Or was it maybe also like a, maybe a little bit uh, pushed by criticism of uh, maybe um, women to say like, well, you only post this kind of like stereotypical content. Like, why is there not content more for like more genders? Um, or is it more something that you just say like, well, I think, you know, this is not the right time to, to start this as well, to have like both channels. Yeah, I think there's a market for it and we have the reach and we have some uh, uh, 
female writers mm. because we make the for, for Mandy we make the topic topic planning like every week okay well, what are we going to write about because we I think we know what they want to read but for women it's to- totally different of course so I think it's it's a good timing there's a market for it and we got some good female writers mm. so one of them will become the the head of content of of women leap of course because we we can't do that we don't know uh how women really think and what they yeah yeah we have an image of what they like but we don't really know what they watch yeah. and what makes them uh yeah triggering to 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 read yeah but yeah. also respect to you that you give them the responsibility to a to a woman you know because yeah, not, yeah. i think I think that's of course always like this uh, problem also like in the world not only like in in startups but also like in corporates that a lot of times it's kind of like this man group who mm. like just appoint another man and another man and another man even though that a lot of times the like uh, a woman in the company is better qualified is like better suited for the job yeah. uh, but they just don't consider them like for for I think it's changing a little bit but yeah. I think we still have a very long way way to go yeah 100%. so I think it's super cool that you um, first of all open up this new channel Uh, but also then like make the right steps and say like it's not us guys sitting there and they go oh this would be fun for you know? yeah. but that you say like okay let's uh, kind of like like for for women and like from women kind of yeah um, yeah we're gonna give them uh not the full um uh responsibility but like the content planning and things like that that's gonna be done by women 100 yeah. because yeah they know <laughs> they know exactly what they want to read so yeah it would be also a bit crazy if we would make the, the, those plannings and and read write the, the topics and write the articles when they know it better than we do mm. and yeah let's see how it how it works out it's kind of it's the first time that we gave it give it a bit out of hands as well mm. so it's also like a nice experiment interesting phase yeah um but i think it's a good choice awesome Is it um, is like the success like of of mainly or for Scribida in general like is it really just based on like um, uh, content or is this like uh, do you have like our also like a secret sauce uh, <laughs> that, that you say like uh, yeah we really focus on this or that um, to to make it big or this is a big trend currently like in the social media landscape and we we like indulge into this. Um, it's one is like the 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 reach we already have on social media. That's a big factor as well, because if you start now with zero, it's kind of difficult. It's all, it's manageable, but it takes a lot longer probably. Um, the other one is, I think we focus on social media, but also on Google. So one of the founders is, uh, is a specialist in SEO. So we can, we have traffic from social media, but also from Google. I think that's a very important aspect as well. Mm, and f- consistency is the other one i think there's no secret sauce to this it's like every day uh every day something new happens in the world and you have to write about it so oh. it's not like okay i take two weeks off and no content that's uh that's a nice and uh and the hard part at the same time mm. but i think it's very important yeah to be consistent like every day yeah I can imagine and I think that like consistency is one of the the factors that always come back in every single podcast yeah. that I've done. I think we have now over 70 episodes or something yeah. live. And like I think almost every single founder said in one way or another that kind of like the consistency is like 
the way to go like it doesn't matter like what you do but yeah. you have to do it just every single time and repeat yeah. repeat repeat until yeah. if you if you would have to start off completely new today like on social media like maybe also for anyone who uh, starts mm -hmm. has tips like what would you say like um except the, the consistency part yeah, yeah, yeah. um to, to say like well this is what you have to do to win in 2022 uh tiktok <laughs> i think if you if you start with zero then tiktok is the not the most easy way but yes the most easy way to get like organic reach and tiktok is like the first platform that i almost feel too old <laughs> i'm 30 years old but it's like the first platform that i'm I like it, but not as much as Instagram and Facebook. So we hired someone who's younger and uh, taking over the, the, the TikTok now. So I think if you start now with social media, go on TikTok and uh, make a lot of videos and, uh, and great content. Mm. I think that's, that's the most important thing. A lot of uh, social media talk, but I think it's uh, super, <laughs> super interesting. I mean, you're responsible now for, for content. Um, you, at one point you write your article, you do your research, but at one point there's this kind of the moment of truth where you publish it. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I publish something, I sometimes have this kind of, um, maybe like a nervousness mm -hmm. of like, how will the people like perceive it? Will yeah. they really, really like it? Like, I mean, uh, and I, have, I don't know, I, on Instagram, I have 300 followers. You still feel the nerve, and, like, and it's still what's going to happen? Exactly. Sometimes uh, you have, uh, I don't know, a couple of hundred thousand people um, reading it, or maybe even millions of people uh, reading it. Do you mm -hmm. also have this kind of like thrill, or is it just for you like a, a job, and you know, like that is good? Depends on the topic, and also now we we launched the the travel side, and that makes me because it really feels like my child. And it's also in the, in the start phase, so it's not reaching so many people yet. And also I put my own, uh, my own sauce on it and my own name. Mm. Then it makes me, uh, sometimes a bit nervous. Yeah. For Mandy, not so much because it's more about the platform, not so much about me. Mm. Maybe for you it's different because yeah, when you post something on your own page, it's like, it's, it's a representation of, of yourself. Mm. So maybe that's a bit different um but still sometimes you write something publish it and then uh put it on social media and you get this expect expectation yeah and sometimes you're super happy and sometimes you're like yeah disappointed it's it's not working as well as you thought mm, that's true and what are other topics that that maybe uh, keep you up at night if it's not uh, getting like uh, the crazy thrill of uh, publishing something <laughs> like is, is there anything that you i don't know that, that yeah that makes you like wander your uh, through your head like uh, in, in the night or something is there anything that comes um, to mind i love to write but also write uh, scenarios film uh, scripts so yeah that's something i want to do in the future so that keeps me up sometimes at night and uh, i have ids and i have to write it down and i always put my phone somewhere in a in a different room and then i walk out and <laughs> write it in my in my notes so that's something that keeps me up. Yeah. Yeah. And when you are then up at night uh, writing your your scripts, your um, future um, film scenarios, um, is that like a time where you're most creative, like at night, or when do you like have your creativity like really like sparking? I don't think there's like a, a on and off a button for creativity. It's mostly when I'm on the bike in Amsterdam or in the shower 
or I, I also have a hard time with like uh, brainstorm sessions in a group because you go somewhere and like, okay, we got to get creative now. For me, it doesn't work like that. It's like uh, always happens. Mostly when I'm alone and when I'm yeah, going somewhere or don't have to think about it. And then I think about uh, something creative, something mm. creative comes up. So no, it's not during the night or the day. It's, it's not like a certain time or, or place or whatever. No. Do you think like creativity is something that you can learn? That's a really good question. Really hard to say. I think creativity is like a lot of different kinds of things. Of course, it's not like only writing or painting or some people are super creative with, um, programming or creative with architecture or whatever. So I think if you find what you really like, super cliche, of course, but then you can probably be creative at the thing you're good at. Mm. So that's, I think, I think everybody can be creative in their own way. Probably. Yeah. Mm. Creative sales, creative podcasting. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. That's true. I like that. I like that thought. Um, we had now like, uh, you, you're a big traveler. You love to travel. We had over two years of pandemic where traveling was very difficult. Mm -hmm. I think it feels a little bit that, uh, I don't, I don't want to see what, what will happen in, in October, two, <laughs> in two months. Let's, let's yeah, ignore yeah, yeah. this problem for now. Knock on wood again. Exactly. Um, th that it feels like a little bit kind of, we, we got our life a little bit back. Everything is kind of like flourishing and, uh, I think we feel very happy and, mm -hmm. and uh, thankful again. And um, if you don't look at the bright side, but like at the, the entrepreneurial side, how do you like make sure that you kind of like constantly challenge yourself that you are, um, yeah, that you never stagnate? Because I think one thing that really stands out for me that you kind of always keep going, you always look for the next thing. You always like, like, how do you make sure that you kind of always stay on top? Is there anything that you do particularly? Um. I think mostly when I feel like I'm in my comfort zone, getting in my comfort zone, then I try to do something new. So when I felt like that, I, I started the screenwriting course and then I really fell in love with this. Um, and also now going to try uh, podcasting for the travel agency, learning from you. Um, so that's, that are some things that put me out of my comfort zone and it makes the other part of the job also more fun so i think that's just keep going and the moment you're like okay i know what i'm doing and my life is a total routine then i think it's good to to add something to the routine and change things a little bit yeah yeah i can imagine and if you would have to describe um as a part of entrepreneurship that is like most difficult for you like is there anything that comes to mind that you say like this is really the the most difficult part for 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 me for entrepreneurship for me um structure uh administration <laughs> things like that um and mostly putting uh ideas into reality is sometimes hard um to execute so cuz like you can put like many ideas together but then in the end it's always nice to have people around you who are more uh, structured and know, okay, we got this ID. Now I have to do this, this, and this step, and then we can bring it together. Mm. Um, so I think that for me, I'm really happy. I've found some people who can help. We can help each other. I can bring 
ideas and they can help with the execution mm. yeah. yeah especially because i think that's the the problem a little bit with ideas right that uh they're worth nothing yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, exactly. the execution because everyone has always great ideas but uh like to really turn them into something like practical i read i think yesterday on linkedin uh how much ideas it uh, it takes for like a product management mm -hmm. for one to work and i think it was like a thousand ideas uh then hundred uh, prototypes and then in the end that one works you know so basically you have to have like one thousand ideas mm -hmm. for like one product advancement to to work which i which i found really that's insane fun. yeah um yeah i mean it's a uh, very warm i think it has uh, 32 degrees 32 in, in, hottest in, day in, in amsterdam in, in amsterdam <laughs> we are like uh, it's called the terrace room so it's <laughs> it's getting hotter by uh, the minute um so i think i want to bring this uh, this podcast home not only because it's hot because i think it was a wonderful conversation uh, but i think especially because we covered already so many things and i think uh, now the listeners really understand what i said in the beginning that uh, you yeah, were kind of like this uh, maybe yeah, even high achiever already when you were very young, going to Asia, going to like uh, really a different culture, living there, um, coming back, uh, going to school, stopping school, starting a startup, failing, going back to school, starting again, startups and startup and startup and failing and failing and failing yeah. until you came to, to or maybe not even failing, but maybe like just building up to, to where, you, where you are now with Postgre Media, with um, FG Future Media, with Manly. Mm -hmm. I think you do such a fantastic job. Thank you. Um, so really, really respect before we end off. Uh, I always have the same three questions. You listen to the podcast, so you know what's coming now. Yeah. Um, so what are you not very good at right now? And you become, and well, what are you not very good at right now? And you want to become better at? Oh, I didn't hear this one. I think uh, scaling up to become better in, in scaling up. So we're now in this phase um, with more employees and it takes a different kind of uh, uh, routine and working. So that's something I'm working on now. Yeah. Nice. I want to be better at. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, what name would you give this chapter of your life? Oh, yeah. I think the name for this chapter in my life is uh, The Journey is the Destination. Oh, wow, that's a good yeah. one. Journey is the Destination. Yeah. And the last question, if you could send an SMS to all mobile phones in the world, what would you say? Check in on, on each other, I think. I think nice. that's uh, totally not uh, an entrepreneurial thing. Uh, but I think very important. Yeah. So if everybody received the SMS and then uh, check in on your friends and uh, and family, I think that's a that's a nice one to to send into the world for sure. Awesome, yeah. Jim. Thank you so much for for coming on the Three One Podcast. It was amazing. Thanks for having um, me. Please remember that we have a new thing in the Three One Podcast. We have uh, a lot of NFTs. So every episode will be turned in thirty plus one NFTs. One NFT goes to Jim. And the other 30 NFTs will be up for sale on uncut.fm. Um, and then later on, I think Jim doesn't have to decide now, but later on we will uh, decide uh, to which charity we will give all the proceeds of the 30 uh, NFTs that we will be selling on, on, on uncut.fm. So please uh, check out uncut.fm, check out 301 Podcast, check out Manly, check out Full, Full Screen Media. Uh, I think they do a really, really good job for everyone. Uh, there's Womenly coming up for also for our female listeners. Uh, you will have like a cool platform that you can follow in the near future. Again, Jim, thank you so much for coming on the Three Room Podcast. And um, yeah, for you guys, stay tuned for the next episode. Yes, thanks for having me.